Welcome to the Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival by Jack, aka the best protein cookie you will ever have in your life. I am also a fitness and health lover, a chef, a foodie, and a creative entrepreneur. I love using my passion to craft and empower the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring foodie at heart who craves knowledge and balance in their day-to-day life. In this podcast, I bring you episodes from myself and many other amazing guests that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, fitness, personal development, and business. So let's get to it. How are you? I just love see. I just didn't want to talk to like Christine. A black screen, right? <laughs> it's so awkward. But how are you, girl? I'm good. Um, I left it upstairs, but my um, one of my really good friends, actually, we've done like prep together. She just sent me a um, a, a cookbook, it's a personalized cookbook, and it said meals of dopeness. Like I did, she it was a surprise. And I was like, who who said this? Like, this is freaking amazing. And then I saw the note, and apparently, it you know, she was saying, like, congratulations on your kitchen. Um, but I don't know if you saw the story where I was, like, I was, that I had been, like, messing with, like, the recipe for I, I'm making protein muffins. Okay. And I was like, the first time I made it, like, I didn't write it down, of course. And she was like, that's it. I'm giving her a cookbook. She's going to start writing these recipes down. And... <laughs> So I got it now. It's it's like it's amazing. I was all emotional. That's why I look extra crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Okay. So if you want to just like describe what it is you do, I know you have. I feel like you do two million different things. Um. So just what you do and all that good stuff. Okay. So, um, I have a meal prep service called Meals of Dopeness, as well as my personal training service, Find Your Dopeness. Um, I've had my my personal training business since 2016, um, and that kind of accidentally turned into my meal prep service. Um, And so now, you know, I'm serving my own personal training clients, as well as um, my teammates from in bodybuilding or other uh, bodybuilding competitors. I've also worked with... um, uh, pre-collegiate um, athletes uh, for D1 like training schools. Um, it's, it's I, I've been busy. We can say. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Like I just see that you're doing so much, and it's so exciting. So let, let's start with fitness. What made you get into fitness? So it. I've always been pretty active. I grew up dancing. Um, and then in college, I was just so busy and so consumed with work and other community service activities, but I didn't feel like I was doing anything to like form myself like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like, per- like community service and all those other activities, you know, they fulfilled me in one way. It wasn't the same. So I got into dancing again, and then um, I got back into running and working out. You know, my workouts probably consisted of the same five workouts. Girl, I didn't even know what muscle group they were, to, but I saw somebody doing them. He looks good, so I took his word for it. Right, that's exactly what I did. I would look at everyone and see what they're doing and be like, oh, I should try that. And then, oh, I should try that. And then I, I even made, like, when I first, first got into it, I even typed out, like, every single thing I was going to do that day, and I put it on a piece of paper so I wouldn't forget, and I would, like, check it off. And, um, I would remember I would try and work out like every single part of a body that was possible if I could fit it. And I would have like two pages worth. And sometimes it would say like 10 bicep curls and be like, okay. <laughs> like I had no idea why I wrote that down. But I was like, I'm going to make this two pages. Oh my God. Yeah, I would do that. Um, You know how bodybuilding.com gives you like an atlas or like an index of like workouts for body parts? Yeah. I would like go through that. Like, okay, I want to work out back. I don't even know what muscles that is, but you know, and I was just, girl, I was in there. So that started, but when I started kind of seeing like some changes, um, but then I kind of had gotten to the point where I really just wanted to focus on like finding like the happiness for myself um, because I was, I was slowly getting into it, but it wasn't enough. Like 
and I wanted to get my nutrition right. It was just like something's got to change because, um, you know, like the freshman 15, I didn't even realize how real that was until I actually took the picture. <laughs> but um, from there, um, I just started showing – that's when Instagram kind of started getting big. So I started sharing, like, my posts on Instagram. I started um, – my, my, my Instagram was mostly like sneakers, like sneaker related. And before you knew it, it, it transitioned from like sneakers and then sneakers in the gym and then just the gym. <laughs> and it, it was really just like a means of accountability for myself. And um, a lot of people kind of like talked crap about it. Like, oh, you're always in the gym. Your posts are only about the gym. Like, who do you think you are? But then little by little, people started you know asking me like questions or telling me like oh like you're in, you're motivating me with like your consistency whatever it was and that just felt really good like I ain't doing nothing special but like if it is helping you in whatever way like I'm gonna keep doing it you know like we both can benefit from this and that was back in like 2011 2012 I think and it just really went from there that's how fitness started and then competing, because then you did compete, and then move that into, are you going to compete again? <laughs> so competing, um, I'm a very all or nothing person. So once I started um, training, um, I started just like thinking, you know, how amazing would it be? I because it was almost even hard to like imagine myself, my body, like my lifestyle, like like looking like that you know mm-hmm. um and I had met a girl when I was doing an internship when I first moved to DC and she was a competitor but she was showing me her photos um you know the back pose and I was like oh my Atlanta like I could never do that and then post that on Facebook I have like my uncles like in Mexico they are gonna just own me from a whole nother country um but it, it kind of became very enticing the more I started following people and kind of like seeing their journeys. Um, and then I had I met a, a friend, actually the friend that sent me the notebook, the, the cookbook. She, we got so close and we, like I had never met her until like three years later, actually. And she, um, she, like, she really inspired me. Like she's a mom of two um, in the military, like in the air force, like, super dope girl right um and she really kind of put me on to it like even more so eventually I decided to you know let's take this all or nothing and let's make something of it you know um so I did five shows I was only planning to do one actually were they all back to back or were they like spread out? girl they were back to back it was like my first show was in October and then I did one in December and then I had 12 weeks to the next one and then I did so then I did March April and June holy crap that's like a whole year of competing it was rough honestly it was really rough mentally emotionally physically um but um I've actually been going back and forth if I plan to do another show yeah um a big part of me does because the way I ended my last show um was not like very strong because I was just so worn down at that point. Um, it was hard for me to just give it my all. Like I was mentally checked out and I mean, I looked great. Um, I got third place. I got best in posing, but it wasn't like, it wasn't first place. I didn't get my pro card. So it's almost like I want to prove to myself that I can do it. Um, but also the realities are, you know, the same, um, unhealthy habits that first had me like to gain my weight and like the the relationship that I have with like the unhealthy relationship with food um I'm still really battling with that yeah and you know they say like if if you have any like any 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 type of um food uh I can't even think of the right terminology for it but if you have any like dietary issues right going into competing like you probably should you should deal with them prior to yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I get what you're saying. I don't know what word it is, but I know, I know what you But mean. you got me, right? I, I know in, what you mean. English is my second language. <laughs> I was there with I don't have that excuse. Um, I think like, but like technically I feel like Southern is its own language. So I feel you on that. But it, I, it's cool. Like, it's not like a bad habit, but like um, a bad relationship maybe. Yeah, something like that. So like, and the, the, the reality is the majority of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like with the s- society standards of beauty and like detoxes and just like nowadays with Instagram, like you have all these little like quick fix solutions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but those same issues I'm still struggling with, like em- like emotionally, like the binge eating, like it's not as bad as it was like two months ago, but it's actually two months ago is worse than it was three years ago so it almost became amplified because I was restricted for so long um and so I like although I definitely conquered it for the time being while I was competing it was really only just a band-aid a temporary band-aid yeah, because for people who don't know as well, like you literally competed for that entire year while you had meals of dopeness, right? Yeah. So you cooked. You. I was cooking. Yeah, you literally meal prepped for you, probably meal prepped for everybody, and we're competing. That takes so much self-control. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's so much self-control. It was insane. Like, And then trying the new recipes and stuff. And your uh, food looks good. Thank you. <laughs> it is good. Oh, good. Like it's not just some like bland chicken and broccoli. No, you make some good ass food. Uh, girl, I be trying, and so that, that's really what it was. It's like you know, if I'm about to be competing, like I already didn't eat like boring food, but it's like I refuse to just eat the chicken like this, the fish like this. If all I can use is you know, I'm I was never big on like frying the food or nothing. But I can do some damage with paprika and parsley. Like, let me put some on it. Like, girl, I'll make it work, you know? And people, like, and, and I, I made it look pretty. And that's what it was. People were like, yo, she's eating that and looking like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where it all, like, blew up. Mm-hmm. And then, cool. like, those times, I guess you said, like, when you still, like, have to you still see yourself like going back to binge eating or you still see like that negative relationship. How do you get yourself out of it? So I haven't binged in a few months, thankfully. Um, Or even just like when you just feel like not as confident with certain food choices. Girl, right now. (laughs) (laughs) No lie, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm, currently trying to get out of it like out of the funk and like like find that fire in me um you know I I just I'm I'm trying to just remind myself of where I've been and what it took for me to get there to begin with like it's it's not easy it's it's all mental it's it's literally I, I was telling a friend of mine when she was trying to start her prep and I was deep in my prep um And I was telling her, like, girl, like, I have to wake up every day and recommit. Like, it's not a matter of just, like, okay, you commit once and then it just flies. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not just even every morning, like, numerous times a day. Like, because, you know, somebody hands you a chocolate. Like, you go somewhere and there's free samples. You know, whatever it is, It's especially in competition, you know, it's all those little calories that matter. And my body is still so sensitive from competing, from being in prep for a year and a half. So those calories, like, still affect me. Like, I still bloat. Like, I can literally bloat nine pounds overnight. Yes, me too. And it's so annoying. And so discouraging. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, like, reminding myself, like, it's every decision every day gets me one step closer or puts me ten steps back. So mm-hmm. it's up to me. And so we've had a good day today, a very good day. Um. And like, I have a, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I like to be as open about it as possible because especially through Instagram, I use that as like my platform to like, again, to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. And I've just realized how much like it resonates with other people. 
And so, you know, I talked to my friends about it. Like, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm struggling to help me. Like, the friends that I was once helping them to get into it, I'm like, okay, now I need y'all to support me and hold me accountable because I can't do this alone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really has helped, just having that strong support group and having, like, a coach or, um, like, people that like, understand and that will – you know, be there. Even if you fall, they're not going to judge you the way that we're judging ourselves, you know? Because, mm-hmm. girl, the, con- the the things that I say to myself <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when I, well, you know, when I drop the ball, like, you know, we're our own worst critics. So, especially to- as business owners and as just like women in general, like, I just feel like we're so hard on ourselves. Absolutely. About every little thing. Yeah, and that, and so going off of that as business owners, so it was this time last year that you know I was deep in prep, and I was I had a conversation with a friend just saying like how much I wished that I could apply myself to my business the way I had in bodybuilding, so that my business could blow up the way I had with bodybuilding, so I could be equally successful. A year later business is booming yep and now I wish that I could apply it the same way Mm -hmm. but the thing is it's like again as entrepreneur as women like I have to be kind to myself and know like I kind of had to take a couple steps back from bodybuilding and from other aspects so that you know for one I could pay the bills Mm -hmm. and so that my business could actually take on the life that it was meant to because like the way that it has grown in this last year is absolutely mind blowing. And I've even more so try, you know, getting the foundation of like licensing and like getting right with the state. And yeah, we legal. So, we we legal. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure everyone knows that in like some stores I notice they don't like ask if I have my licensing and I'm like, well, just to let you know, I am licensed. <laughs> this costs like if, we, if I paid for it, <laughs> I'm going to let you know again and again and again. Oh, my God. Yo, like, even something so simple. I set up my bank account the other day, my business bank account, because, like, this was all kind of just, like, a hobby, you know, and it blew up into a business. And so I, I, I didn't even know nothing about financing and separating your business accounts and what, what, what. So, yeah. yeah, so I've handled all of those things, and it's all paid off. So now it's like, okay, now I can take a little bit more care of myself. Mm-hmm. the way I need to and so that everything can work harmoniously you know mm-hmm. and you can only do so much as one person and I honestly I feel like that's exactly what happened with me with mm-hmm. fitness and everything where it was like I was super hard into fitness and all like super dedicated and I reached all the goals I wanted to but I hated my job I hated the people I was working for like I just was not happy in that sense and then now I started my business and now I'm getting back to that like I'm always feeling stressed all the time and my body is so sensitive any stress I'll just immediately blow I'll feel nasty and it's kind of like I'm not as um, motivated to work out like in a gym setting as much anymore so I'm trying to figure out like how to work out but then how to do it fast because I want to give everything efficiency yeah Yeah, and I don't want to like literally go and kill myself like I used to because I need to be productive the rest of the day like it's not like I'm literally just gonna work out and then go to like a nine to five and not have to care and then just leave it's like no like I need to be hype like, I don't need to just use my hypeness for it. Sometimes I don't even like taking pre-workout because I'm like, what if I just get tired later? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need energy. Like, I don't, I don't want to crash. So. Yeah, this, this don't stop. It's not a nine to five. It's never ending. It's, but then it's just like trying to find that balance of like, okay, well, when can I like clock out? Like, when, when can I mentally clock out? When am I going to allow myself to? Like, when am I going to give myself the permission? And when I tell myself, like, I want to stop working at eight, I usually try and stop working at seven. Mm-hmm. Because my body, I'm like, you need to work hard, grind hard, bitch. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> no rest. <laughs> I'm like, I know I need to, which I don't get to do that all the time, but. And you know, that's one thing that I'm so grateful about having the kitchen space now. Because yeah, our space. home is our office, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a blessing and a curse. 
because we literally roll out of bed, get straight to work. Yeah. From work, we just roll right into bed, girl. We are done. We're exhausted, you know. <laughs> or we're in bed. So I just put the blanket over. <laughs> okay. There, so there's like there's not really any clocking in or clocking out, and it it it, it literally like how do you call it? Um, it just takes over your life, and so now having that kitchen space. And, you know, being that, like, I, I've literally, girl, this is my, 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 my best friend's house. I've taken over her kitchen. Bless her heart. But, like, I had my, my stuff everywhere. She's like, girl, I don't even go in the kitchen. For one, I just cook everything for her. But she's like, that, that's your office. Like, if, if I need something, I'll let you know. <laughs> but, that's amazing. Because um, for how long have you cooked out of your, for anyone who doesn't know, how long have you cooked out of your kitchen at home? Because now you worked your way up to a rented kitchen, but you, like, how many meals were you doing in your house and for how long? Because I see them and it looks like a ton. (laughs) So when I started, like, in September of 2017, I was making maybe, like, 30, 40, including my own, right? And that was, I was living in my friend, another friend's basement at the time. And so, but he was like never home. So I basically had the whole kitchen to myself. And then I moved to an apartment that actually had a bigger kitchen. Like the layout was beautiful. It, it was open. It allowed me to lay out a, like a, a picnic table. Um, and I went from 80 meals to about 150 meals. And um, I would say like right now I'm at a steady like 150 a week. Um and but like the amount of time saved because in in my friend's kitchen here she has a smaller kitchen um so it's half the time I'm playing Tetris with myself trying to like move stuff like I'm literally like towering stuff on top of each other to like make room um and in the kitchen they have like the speed racks so you just put the food on there and it dries and you're not on top of yourself girl it's amazing I I had literally written off Sundays because I was like I don't I'm cooking all day I was Mm -hmm. done by one o'clock started at seven was done by one never in my life okay I've been doing this for over a year now this is the first Sunday I've had good for you I was mind blown (laughs) and that's the time that's the time that it saves you it's amazing and all the space all the tables that you can have all that bigger ovens and yeah it was it was great it was great so we have the the kitchen space there as well as like the little office space that that comes with it so it's nice actually like clocking out and Mm -hmm. like going home and when did you start when did you start getting into actual meal prepping when did your meal prepping turn from like, when did it start and then turn to a hobby and then go into then your career? So I was meal prepping for myself back in, let me see, when was I in college? Right? I feel like it's been so long now. Girl. <laughs> I think like 2012, 2013 was when I started like meal prepping for myself. Um, this is when I was like very like I was under eating I I think I was even doing herbal life at the time so it was just like salad and shakes Mm -hmm. um but I meal prepped nonetheless um and then when I moved up here to DC I had um the executive assistant at my job like everyone was always like very intrigued by the fact that I brought my meals and so I had two uh, women actually ask me if I would do it for them so where they wouldn't be your, where were you working at um so the first job was at the congressional hispanic chamber uh in, con- wow that was both the names in one <laughs> the congressional hispanic caucus institute holy shit so you go from that to fitness coach to <laughs> what what is that what, what does it even mean so it is it, basically an organization that is like spearheaded by like the latino members of Congress. And so they support other Latinos from across the country um, in high school, middle school, and postgraduate to, you know, get internships, um, jobs, and scholarships so that there's more people of color in 
like positioned like this, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that we are seen at the table, basically. Um, so I, I had actually got my internship through them. So I was working in a, in a, in the Senator's office, but then I was, after that, I was assisting in providing the program to other students as well. So yeah, I went from that. (laughs) Um, and then I was working at the, the Hispanic chamber of commerce, so supporting small businesses, go figure. Um, and so I provided both of my supervisors there with meals. Um, but I didn't even know how much to charge. Like I just, I didn't even know what I was making. I was just cooking whatever I cooked for myself. I just made double. But then three or two years later, when I got into um, personal training, I had a client of mine who was like killing it, like in the gym. He was on top of it. And, but he was, you know, like, again, going back to the relationship with food, having him understand that he actually, he was a tall guy and he was heavy set. Like making him understand, like, I need you to eat more. Like, this is the meal plan for a reason. Like, you're going to benefit from this. Um, He just couldn't, like, wrap his head around that. And then he couldn't be consistent with it. So I was like, look, if I just meal prep for you on Sunday when I meal prep for myself, like, would that work? And he was like, yeah, okay. So we did it. He loved it. It was convenient for him. He ate the food sometimes. (laughs) sometimes <laughs> but he was at least happy that he had it and it tasted good you know mm-hmm. um and then I had so at that point I had already my business find your dopeness and I had made the joke that I was gonna start slanging meals of dopeness um and I said it on my stories or it was snapchat at the time um and it actually like people were like yo if you did that I would actually place an order and it kind of just went from there so when you were at the congressional office you had your personal training business already um no I everybody had been telling me that I should become a personal trainer at that Mm -hmm. point because I was like heavy into it myself and I had already lost like things gonna be like 20 pounds um but it wasn't until actually I was laid off from the chamber of commerce um and I was already I had registered to get my 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 test to get my certificate but I hadn't actually committed to it and so it was almost like it was meant to happen you know like it was God kind of kicking me in the butt like all right home girl like let's get it moving this is where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. um and that's when I finally I so I was laid off and then I started I was actually working at a few restaurants um so it's all very humbling so I was working in restaurants I was couch surfing homeless girl it was it, it everything just lined me up to to be here like I had to learn to like pick myself back up from nothing to build like everything that I ever wanted and now you're here and now I'm here started from the bottom now I'm here <laughs> started from the bottom paid all my legal dues okay <laughs> And, um, where is, um, you are opening up a new location. Is that what I saw? So actually, um, yeah, in, in January we launched in Denver. Okay. Um, so I have a team there who has been, um, uh, we've been doing, it's not, has not, you know, it's a slow process, um, building up the clientele there, you know, the, 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 the brand is so much connected with me here. So being that I'm not home, like I'm not the one cooking, I think that's kind of like the the disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to like build that up um, a little better. Gotcha. Um, so they're cooking separately there. Yeah, they're, right. so it's the same recipes, but they're cooking there. Gotcha. Yeah, it's different. That's that's a hard thing. Like a similar position I'm finding myself in is mm-hmm. wanting to ship out like cookies to other stores and the stores like okay it happened because this thought process it happened because a few gyms were wanting me on the same days to like do demos and I was like well can I send can I send one of my friends I can try to find somebody who can do it and they're like well no like we want you 
And I was like, because they're like, you're the face of the company. Like, we want the face. And I'm like, yeah. Damn, and like, no one's going to be as passionate about it as you. No, and they really won't either. And like, unless I find, like, even if you find the most eccentric person, oh, unless you're paying them a fuck ton or something like that, like, they're, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that, maybe they'll be, maybe they'll be super passionate about it. But I found myself in a similar position where it's like, I want to try and outsource, but then it's like, it's not me. And I think, like, it's it's good problems to have, right? The fact yeah. that we are growing, the fact that there is that need, the fact that we are stuck with the trying to be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're going to have to deal with it. Because I can't be in two places at once. Yeah. Um, and... I think the more that it's also a confidence uh, in ourselves, right? That like we can make this be what we want it to be. And if we want to be in, like, have our, our product at two places, um, you know, it might not necessarily be the, the, the best outcome at first, but as it grows and as we grow, um, it, the support will be there as well, you know? Yeah. And so like- I think don't let it fall. Don't let it stop you. Yeah, and it's like us attracting people. I feel like as long as like we keep ourselves level-headed, we'll attract the people like us and that would want to represent something. Because I know if I see someone who I do not want to represent, I'm not going to like, I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> maybe it's not best if you do that. But yeah. what were some of the things like when you first started out your business that you had to learn the hard way or like some of the biggest eye openers for you that you didn't realize when you got into opening up your business um whether it was like financially mentally definitely um the first struggle okay I I don't know business I went to school for criminal justice um you have such an eclectic like (laughs) You have such an eclectic, like, resume. History. Yes, resume, <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> I know. I'm the most random. Um, because I like to do a little bit of everything, you know? <laughs> um, and so I was nervous. I was like, I don't even know anything about business. Like, mm-hmm. and at the beginning, I definitely let that stop me. Um, I, I felt like it had to be perfect. Because you hear people talking about you need to have a business plan. I was like, I don't even know how to write a business plan. I don't I even know what a business that. plan is. And like goals, yes. Yeah. But like, and, do I need a pie chart that says my goal? <laughs> no, I don't. And I need like, and it just, you know, if you, if you, it's good to have like sound advice, but if you have too many people in your ear, it's going to really just throw you off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely like, hesitated a lot stalled a lot procrastinated a lot because I thought it had to be perfect to even do anything with it um with both of the businesses um well I would say the training one because I wanted to do that and then the meal prep kind of just happened mm-hmm. um but then I, I I had to pull back from the training like I went from having like 12 clients a day I'm, I'm only doing like one person a day, but I have like two to three clients, you know, um, because I, I, I can't spread myself that thin, especially with, bi- if I'm bodybuilding, like I got to work out twice a day. I got to do all this paperwork and this emails and, you know, business is full time. Um, and I didn't want to be spread so thin that like I can't give my full attention to my clients in their sessions that, you know, they're paying for that service and they deserve like the best service. Um, so with the training aspect or with the meal prep part, I started it, but then the struggle was like, let me backtrack pricing (laughs) on both of them. Yeah. Putting a value behind your product and your work and your time was really difficult for me. Um, I didn't feel like I was credible enough to be charging whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, are people going to actually pay for these prices and this and that? Um, but I tried it, you know, and people, people paid it. So I rode with it. 
Um, and so now I, I wouldn't say that I would, it, it would have helped me out before starting, but it's definitely, I wish I would have taken better care of it in the beginning, like stuff with like taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the LLC, like I didn't know, um, it, it, it's still like a little unclear to me about like, what do you write off and yeah, like, yeah. what do you know, do I file as myself? Do I pay somebody? Do I go somewhere for free? Like, um, and then with like the bank stuff, like financially, like I'm not good with numbers like that. They make me very nervous which is why I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just hire an accountant, because then I don't like those things. Like, like I, there's no problem with hiring somebody to do something that is that can do it better than you. Because oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself, like with the website, everybody was like, it's so easy to do it yourself. You know how long I had the website just sitting there because I didn't, I, I, I didn't have time to figure it out myself. Yeah, it takes time, and like you could figure out how to do it, but it would take you a long ass time, and it would. Now I gotta you. learn it, perfect mm-hmm. it, and then make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learn it from complete scratch, and then watch every single YouTube tutorial video on how to learn it. <laughs> exactly. So, base, I would say the biggest thing was just holding myself back, feeling unprepared because I couldn't do it. But I'm slowly really putting that team together. Um, and it, it takes time to build that team. Like, I remember I had a friend. He was like, you need a team. You need a team. I was like, how am I going to find a team? Like, you mean you want me to have people do this work for me that I can't pay that are going to believe in it enough to do it without pay? Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind. Like, because I, the, the thing was, I didn't fully believe in it myself. But the amount of people that as I started believing in myself and just like putting it all out there, the people that I've attracted into my life, into my circle, the help, the support has been absolutely incredible. Like their willingness to help when I'm unable to give anything back has just blown my mind. Like whether it be fine, like not financially giving me money, but like the financial knowledge that I don't have. Mm-hmm. The website support, like just little things that make the biggest difference. Because you just feeling like you're not alone as an entrepreneur is a really nice feeling. <laughs> it, I was literally just talking to my mom about this yesterday. I was just telling her like how, or she was telling me at least like Jack, you're just alone a lot now. Because she invited me over to dinner. To dinner, she moved to Tampa for like three months. She'll be here, mm-hmm. and um. She's like, you should come over for dinner. And I was like, mom, I just don't feel like, I don't feel good in my head right now. Like I was just crying and I was like, I just don't feel good. I do feel like I feel really lonely. Like yesterday I just felt extremely lonely. She's like, Jack, you're by yourself all the time. You work for yourself. You work by yourself. All you do, she's like, you need to get out of your house. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I still don't want to get out of the house. But it was just yeah. like, it's so, and it, which is nice, but also it's like, it's, it's like a blessing and a curse because I love my alone time, but my alone time is not me working. That's not my alone time. That's not how like I like to define my me time. Like my me time is me doing something by myself, not working. Yeah. Versus like, that's kind of the majority of how it has to be now. So I feel you that. I feel you that on another level. I hear that. I was, I was having that same conversation. Like I'm, I'm just lonely. Like and so I was excited to get the kitchen, terrified to get it, but excited to get it because it's like, it's going to force me out of the house, force me to see people other than just my clients. Like, I don't even see my friends. I only see my clients that I train and then my clients that come pick up food. Like, they're the ones that see me. Anybody else, I don't see. Like, I don't even have family here. So, yeah, I was definitely very lonely for a little bit. And it's a, it's a shared kitchen too, right? It's a yeah. kitchen. So are there other people there cooking? Yeah. Because I find that really nice. It is. It's, it, it's a really fun environment. I, I, like I said, I only started this, this past weekend, and then I had a small order on Wednesday. Um, but everyone, like, I was, girl, I was so nervous because I was like, these are other chefs. They're going <laughs> to judge me. Like, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. Like, who do I think I am coming up in here with my little meals? My like, little meals. <laughs> trying to make something of myself <laughs> but it was not even like that and like every like people will pass by and, like, you know, 
and then I give it to them. Girl, you know the feeling for one, like the feeling that we feel when people love our food, right? But if like, they love it and they know food, like if they love it and they really, really it. know food, that's, that's like, an, like that's how you do it. <laughs> It's like if they just if they're just like oh this is really good but it's like you know their background you know their history and it's good <laughs> or wait I think your headphones came out oh oh you're good I'm gonna, okay <laughs> yeah so it's like I'm good I'm good okay so you tried it yeah like yeah. I so I just added um, barbecue pulled chicken to the menu oh I saw that that was good Girl, uh, the reviews have been great they. And and all the chefs at the kitchen loved it too, um, so I, I feel good about it. Cause they're like, you, you got a lot of spice. Like I smell it. It make it, it's making, you know, when you start to cough. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> How would you define your style of cooking? I, I've been asked that, and I guess it's just it's healthy food with the, like a Mexican twist, like mm-hmm. because I mean it's it's very latin um, like latin infused flavors you know like there's a lot of spice a lot of color when you look at it that's what i get mm-hmm. i love it that, that that's the goal and i actually i want the branding like kind of how you just like revamped like revival like i freaking love it by the way thank you <laughs> like, boom. yes and i want to kind of do that similar thing like for my brand like i already have like you know the colorful like turquoise and lime green but I want to do like the turquoise, the lime green, like that that bright red, and like just really bring out those colors. Like you look at it and you think like, oh, homegrown Mexican. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want that, you know? Because they're gonna know. Like already, like I've had, I have like quite a few. Um, like I had a, a event that I catered last year. It was for um, it was a uh, like a a group of um influencers and they were all like black african women and so you know like in africa like it's spicy it's like colors it's flavor mm-hmm. and so they're like so we wanted spice we wanted a healthy option we wanted the women like business but like we wanted flavor and we look at your food and it looks spicy it looks oh, like awesome. flavorful so yeah it was it was great it was well, great what would you feel like when you first started your business, whether it be, let's say for the meal prepping, what did you find brought you the most success? Like what were some of the things that you tried? Like, even if it be like social media or, um, your one-on-one clients or just meeting up with people. I don't know if you do demos, but like, what did you find that brought you the most success with your business? In terms of like growth and expanding and more people hearing about it. I would say um, one thing that definitely helped it take off was bodybuilding. Yeah. Because like I mentioned earlier, people would see my meals and then they would see me on stage like, yo, she's eating that looking like that. And it just shows you, you can eat good, flavorful Mm -hmm. food and still be healthy, you know, like it, you don't have to sacrifice the flavor for, to reach your health goals. Um, so, you know, being that I was like walking, living my brand. Um, and honestly with social media, I think people like, like I, in general, people love a good story. Right. Mm. But I, I am just so like, I guess I'm a storyteller. And I love sharing everything from start to finish. And I love, like, when I got the kitchen, like, the amount of excitement from people, like, I I felt it in their comments, you know? Mm -hmm. And because, like, that success was as much theirs as it is mine. Like, they literally were able to be in that moment with me. And I think it's the fact that they, like, they have, they've followed this story. They've seen my transparency, my falls, my wins, like me dancing in the kitchen, like. Yes, I love you. (laughs) Or dancing grocery shopping. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) Like they see all of it, you know? So like they, I think the fact that they feel like they're a part of this journey is, is what's really helped out. And so like that word of mouth goes from there. Like 
I follow this crazy girl. Like, her food looks good. Check her out. <laughs> like, so definitely just transparency in the process. And what are your plans? Do you have any future plans this year for Meals of Dopeness? Well, since you asked. <laughs> or, like, what are you working on? What's in the works? So, I'm actually trying to do a couple things. Um, sorry. I, um... I don't know if you remember, I did a fundraiser um, around the holidays and mm -hmm. I, I raised a um, thousand dollars um, and I just got so busy right around the holidays um, and I was traveling. So I wasn't able to do the event right there. Um, however, um, I'm working on a, a, a one event for Denver and one event for the DMV area um, where it's um, feeding a, a I'll probably do a, a a number of them since I have quite a bit of money um, that I, I can use for this. Um, but an event where it's like just providing resources. So, you know, I'm buying the food, I'm cooking the food, I'm getting like toiletries, whatever necessities, like music, like other volunteers. I just want to provide like good vibes, you know, um, like a good experience, whether it's for the homeless, whether it's for distressed women you know like like um women of like uh that are like in a homeless shelter or a women's shelter mm -hmm. um so a couple things like that that I'm, I'm working on um because I'm, I'm just so excited like I've, I've I was able you know, I had amazing support in raising this money and now I'm just so excited to actually put it to good use um and then I um the goal for the end of the year um, is to um, be start the process for my food truck. Hey, that's awesome! <laughs> that's so exciting. Have you like have you looked at any yet? Not a, a, a truck in particular, but um, my assistant has been helping me do some research um, of like the process and the pricing and mm. like we're going to start doing like some grant writing and stuff like that. So I can start to actually raise the funds. Um, I mean that that's going to be a little bit more down the road, but at least kind of get my, the experience in the grant writing and like pitching myself. Cause I'm a mess when it comes to talking, I cannot talk in like a brief sentence. <laughs> um, but um, that's like the big goal, but then somewhere in between, I want to have um, fridges in other locations with my meals. Like yes. Local gyms. That's so possible, like that. too. Yeah, and I've had a couple people talk to me about it, um, but I, I, it wasn't necessarily possible because I don't drive, and so it's hard for me to get out to places. Mm -hmm. um, but now I have a delivery team, and I'm in the process of getting my license so that I can drive and um, have a bigger reach because – um, the interest is there. The market is there. The support is there. So I just got to make it happen. So what is it, which getting your meals in those places, that's so realistic. All you got to do is find a price. That's it. Yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part is finding a price that is agreed on. It makes sense because you, because it has to be a win-win. Like you want to win, but then they also want to win because you want them. And then one of the biggest things is like, you want them to be as passionate about the product as you are because they're the ones who are actually going to be selling it yeah you know so it's just like but it's super realistic and your food's so fucking good <laughs> your food <laughs> your, i haven't even tried it but it looks so good and then why food truck what what is it about food truck so i, I think it goes to my all or nothing uh, honestly um because i don't want a restaurant mm -hmm. but i feel like that would be the next thing like um because shipping out of the state, though I've done it, now that I'm, like, really learning, like, the legal side of stuff. Yeah. Dealing with that USDA, girl, I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh -uh. <laughs> um, what is it? What Was it, like, something that had happened or just researching? No, no, no. Or? It, yeah, just researching. Um, like, the cost. Like, you have to do, like, a monthly cost to the USDA um which could for like shipping food yeah or like, is it because it's you had to like put it in a cooler don't you have to ship those in a cooler 
Yeah, so I, I, it would be in a, um, yeah, like a styrofoam, like insulated um, box. Okay. But um, like I don't know the exact, um, like a uh, technical stuff. But um, the fact that that you're that you're crossing state lines alone, like mm-hmm. you have to you have to pay a fee. And I guess somebody was telling me one of the ladies in our kitchen, um, actually. Um, went out of business because of how much she was having to pay. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like oh, you have like a, a your own like kitchen even that you have to use that's USDA approved. What? Yeah, I think because it's it's like, um, uh, like because it's like fresh food, like perishable food. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like cookies and stuff. I don't think that's the same case, but that's, oh, so that explains why a bunch of meal prep companies, they're very. I want to say like hesitant towards shipping out of states or like it's crazy expensive. It's so expensive. So and maybe that, that's, that's why. Exactly it. Like, um, and not, not just expensive for the USDA, but expensive and just to get the food there next it. day, second day. What's that like 50 bucks? Girl, that's on like 50 bucks from DC to Jersey. But like I have people in Colorado and California, like, you're about to spend more in getting this box over here than what the box is worth. Right. Like, and so I, I'm, I'm, I was even, before I knew all the details of the USDA, I was even embarrassed to like promote it. Cause I'm not mm-hmm. going to charge you a hundred dollars for shipping, $80 for shipping. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we went on a tangent there, but <laughs> <laughs> a few. <laughs> no, but if it doesn't feel right, then trust your gut. Yeah, like I definitely have had a few people interested off the record, um, mm-hmm. um, and because I have like my clients who are do um, you know, the, the competition, and so like, like my um, my sponsored athlete, like she travels for her shows, and so we take care of her. Mm-hmm. But um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so with food truck. What do you want to bring to? Are you wanting to do food trucks in different areas of the U.S.? Are you wanting to keep them in D.C.? Like, what is your what is your goal? So I think to start, I obviously to start like keeping it here, keeping it local in D.C. Because um, the, the food trucks are really hot out here. Like they have a whole yeah. thing called Truckaroo. Like it's a whole food truck festival. Um, and I be, like I want to bring like the the healthy convenience say yummy healthy convenience to mm-hmm. people because like it's a commuter city so people are always on the go you have pill workers contract workers government workers like everybody is on the go they want food they you know and not necessarily is health always like the first option you know um so if i can be there to supply that for them um then why not that's awesome i love that Thank I love you. it so much. And do you ever think that you'll, do you think that you'll always be doing training and meal, the meal preps? I don't know. So I was, when I started first, like peeling off from the training, I started realizing how much I missed it. Cause I genuinely love that, like one-on-one experience with the client, like seeing them like get so excited about getting stronger, like finally being able to do a push up um, and just building that bond with them, you know, um, because fitness in general as, or as it is, is a very personal, vulnerable experience. Mm-hmm. And people are literally trusting you with, with their journey, you know, and it was a very, it's a, it's a sense of pride and fulfillment, like knowing that I was able to, to, helping guide so many people through that and I felt like a part of me was missing when I wasn't doing it so that's why I ended up taking on a couple clients again um but not too many because I don't want to like overburden might not burden over like like overwhelm yourself yeah exactly because I'm very easily overwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) so I fluster easy I'm just like never mind (laughs) um I'm like a a ostrich where they just bury their head in the ground (laughs) girl <laughs> I swear. um so um I think for the time being it, it it's good especially now that I'm like building the team and I'm able to like 
I remember somebody asking me, like, are you going to, you're going to eventually have to pick one or the other, but I don't want to. Like, I still want to be in the kitchen cooking. Like, I love that. Like, I'll definitely have the help, but I don't want to give that up. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, in Denver, that's not going to be an option. Next, maybe I'll go to New York. I don't know. Like, I have a couple cities in mind, um, but I got to nail Denver. Um, I, think, I think for the time being, yes. And I definitely want to, like, get more into, like, holistic nutrition to like add to like my belt of expertise so I can be even better at like creating the meals and providing the service and the support mentally and emotionally. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a full package, you know, people can come train and get like the knowledge and the meals that they need. Mm -hmm. I just see so much like growth for that too. And it keeps you, it keeps everything fresh and it keeps you from getting burnt out. I feel like to have both of them, because yeah. if you are just strictly working in a kitchen, like you, it's so easy, especially in a kitchen to get extremely burnt out. But then you have that, then you have that socializing with people and helping them transform and all that stuff that kind of takes a, takes a weight off. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm so happy that you came on here. That's really all I had to ask you. I just really wanted to just talk about your life. <laughs> to be honest, like I just wanted people to know who you are because you're. I appreciate it. It's it's so exciting because I was I was really scared to talk about it at the beginning because like I I don't know if you the post where I was mentioning like I never thought this was gonna be like my reality. Yeah, and I was embarrassed. Like I, I didn't even see myself as an entrepreneur. Like I was like, I'm wasting my degree. Like I'm not gonna be in a nine to five. I'm not gonna be in a suit. I'm not gonna. Like as a woman, as a Latina woman, my whole idea of success was that I had to be like the white woman. Mm -hmm. And when I was taking this, a different route, um, I was you like, okay, so you get your degree in. Criminal justice with minor in communication and sociology. Girl, you you keep you keep freaking adding to your eclectic mix over here, <laughs> and you added the minor. Okay, double. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, it, so like now like that I have the like the the fact that I have the confidence to talk about it and that it's actually become what I never even imagined it would be. It's, it's so exciting to share my story. As you can tell, like I couldn't even shut up about it. <laughs> so like the fact that you're like, giving me this opportunity, I was just like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. More people need to know about it. More, they need to know more than an Instagram story. 15 second interval allows. <laughs> I can't stand that. <laughs> uh, and that's how they, you know what? Like I get a whole hour to talk. <laughs> yes um but no I am um, and I want to like one thing like I want to get better with like my YouTube channel because of like stuff like this you know like I tried recording like pieces of like the going into the kitchen and like how I was feeling and why I wasn't doing it yet and all of yeah. that so I want to put that together and share that because I think it would be like super awesome but yeah. you doing this like it's so dope and like, I, I listened to another one and like it's it's super exciting Thank you. There's some badass women on there. I, for some reason, I realized I haven't interviewed one guy. Really? <laughs> and and maybe like, should, do you think you would keep it that way? I don't know. Because I don't have anything like it wasn't intentional. It was just like, I just want to now at this point of like the whole like loneliness, being an entrepreneur, like getting used to this, I just don't get to meet as many people. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Me, like, I am not the go out of my way type of person to like go and say hi to someone. I'm just very like, I'm just more shy when I first meet you. But then after me, I'm like, okay, snap, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm like this me, but I was just like, this is something that would make me really, really nervous, but it would help me finally meet more people and talk with more people when mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it. Like when I don't go to work and get to talk and meet with people. So I was like, I just need to put on my big girl pants and do it. <laughs> and that's, that's literally what it is. Like, that's the advantage that we have as entrepreneurs, as go-getters, mm -hmm. is that we can create what we don't have. We can create what we want. Like, I, wa I want, 
I wanted to create that social environment for myself. I wanted a bigger kitchen space. Mm-hmm. And you did it. <laughs> you wanted to create that social environment for yourself and be again be surrounded by powerful people influential people supportive people freaking badass people like yourself and there you go thank you <laughs> there's some badass women on there though seriously like i interviewed my business coach on there i interviewed a bunch of a bunch of fitness coaches and like that's not even i wasn't even going out of my way to interview like i wasn't like i'm gonna do this fitness interview i'm gonna do this health interview it was like no i just want to talk to these people and then as we talk everything progressively always comes back to food and your health and your mind and how you feel every single time no matter what we talk about because at the end of the day like if you want success, like you gotta have, like th- those are the key things: mm-hmm. is your health, your your mental health, your physical health. Like, what are you putting into your body? Like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, it, 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 there's a reason why those are the commonalities that you found in all of those women. Mm-hmm. Same with like Gary Vee, Andy Frisella, like you know, all of those people. Mm-hmm. They all have that. I love Andy Frisella. And like, honestly, that's how I know that the people in my podcast are great people because they love food. Come on. Like, <laughs> you, like if you love food. Yeah, all right with me. Be, you can be <laughs> a for a while. But anyways, I thank you so, so much. We need to do another one of these soon. I would love to. Just record our conversations. I'm all about it. it's good stuff thank you so so much for tuning in to today's episode of the revival podcast if you thoroughly enjoyed it just as much as i believe you did please make sure that you go and leave a review on my itunes and let me know all of your thoughts and make sure to stay tuned to even more episodes that are going to continue to drip all the gold in the world